0: Welcome to RK Couch, the best place to show your friends, get your game goodness each and every week. Try not to laugh because I, for some reason, started singing Everything is Awesome right before doing the show intro, and then Karen came in right then, I don't know if you heard, I'm not going to delete it, with a <laughs> <try this>. so, <laughs> we'll, just make, we'll just make it part of the show at this point. <laughs> mm. I don't actually know, ah. here's the thing, like, so we, so we just came off recording RK Couch between cushions, don't forget to go listen to that on a good podcast feeds. didn't talk about the Lego movie. Didn't say anything about it. I have no you, idea. I don't know
1: where you started it. I don't like, know.
0: Somewhere between the ending of that and then like the minute it took to start but, recording this show. Not even like,
1: we didn't even say anything. You just said everything is awesome. Like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's just a Maybe I song. said
1: the word awesome or something or I don't know. Maybe. I
0: haven't even watched that movie for like ages. So very confusing. Anyway, uh, good start to the show. Um, this way. Yeah. It's just me, and Kieran. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> the, show, the whole show, the intro got thrown through a, a banger, but that's fine. Uh, today on the show, showcases and cults, uh, and by showcases, I mean THQ Showcase, Splatoon 3, a couple of other things. Kieran's going to talk about Pressure Water Simulator. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that is, but... Pressure Water Simulator? <laughs> Whatever he said it was cults.
1: It's I don't know. It's, like, I think it's, it's either I think it's Power Washer Simulator. Okay. Or
0: whatever that game is that I've, I've I seen know. people talk about. So you can tell me what the fuck that is. Um, firstly, reviews: Cult of the Lamb review posted by Jacob up on the website. Nine point five out of ten. Um, very good. Obviously, been looking forward to this game for quite some time. Very happy when he sent for his review and spoke very highly of it. I've played. Uh, not quite an hour, probably, because so, it only came out... What day did it come out? Friday? I think Friday. Anyway, um, so I've, I haven't played a bunch yet, but uh, he said, uh, I was excited to see this game be released as Melbourne-based studio, Massive Studio... Massive Monster, sorry. Also produced another one of my favourite games is Adventure Pals, which shares a similar aesthetic but is much friendlier platformer. I've been keen to play Cold of Land for a long time and it hasn't disappointed me. The art, design, audio and gameplay loop remain satisfying while the concepts and the base building create enough things to do... Uh, to round out the gameplay so I never felt bored. The team at Massive Monster should be proud of their achievements and I cannot wait to see what they create next. So, yeah, in case you've somehow been in the dark about this game, it is. it was published by Devolver Digital. It was coded by Massive Monster, this Australian studio. Little s- Australian studio. Again, I want to clarify, for a game that's like doing massive, Australia continues to put out these bangers that get published and do really well around the world, but they're made by these small Australian games, predominantly coming uh, with just a handful of people involved in, which is always cool to see. Um, But it has cute aesthetic where you play as this lamb um, and you basically, you're in charge and you're starting this cult. So the game actually starts... (laughs) <laughs> it's a wild start to a game. You you play and the lamb's like being led to slaughter by these gods who are like, oh, the prophecy won't be fulfilled now because apparently it's some, pro- some prophecy about lambs or some weird shit. Anyway, the game story is wild. Um, and then they're like, so they, they go to kill you, but then there's like God, other gods saves you right as you're about to be slaughtered. And he's like, I'll spare your life if you build a cult for me because he wants a cult so he can come back to life and like kill these other gods or some shit. So then you, you start this cult and the gameplay is built into like sort of two sections so um, you have when you're going through dungeons it's sort of i guess most like a um binding at isaac or you know hades or whatever you sort of these randomized dungeons that you're going through um you clear a few rooms of enemies um there's like a randomized weapon at the start of them stuff like that um you've got dodge attack all that stuff it feels really good to play like simple but really fun um you've got like a ranged attack that similar to Heidi is once you use, uh, it has a like if you kill the enemy, then you get the energy back for it, sort of thing. So similar to Heidi, that's what was reminding me of Heidi for the, for that part. Um, and then once you go through certain few areas, you'll like a map appears between areas of dungeon where you can actually choose to go like it'll have a symbol with like person. So if you choose to go to that room, there'll be a, someone there who you can save and um you can get them to join your cult and bring them back. There may be another area where it's like got a gold symbol. So you know if you go to that area, um you could be trying to get a lot of gold on this this run of the dungeon. There could be another area where there's like a food symbol and you, you're trying to like uh you want to get food resources to bring back to your people at your base, sort of thing um they're like the goal of the game is to kill all four gods and like i guess bring back this god that helped save your life or some shit um but once you all bring them back the other element of the game is this base building sort of area thing so you can um when you have people join your cult you can assign them jobs so you can assign someone to spend all their time chopping wood spend all their time mining um rock for you so you can have those resources in a chest when you come back you can do it yourself too but of course that's happening in the background while you're out dungeoneering um and then there's you can assign people once you've built a like a, a little prayer statue thing of yourself like a giant like lamb thing and they'll just sit there praying to you and then when you come back you can um get resources from that which is like prayer resources or something and use that to unlock other things you can build. Like, as I said, I only played like an hour. So the last thing I unlocked was like, I brought like, um, unlocked sleeping bags and I can build that. So then my um, followers have somewhere to sleep, which makes them happy. Your followers can get hungry. They can turn on you and then, um, uh i've seen in videos like you can have heretics come through later in the game and they'll show up and they'll be like saying you're the false god and stuff and then you can be like well fuck you and i think you can like kick them out and kill them and stuff so like the game <laughs> has like a, a very dark aesthetic uh b- but it's very like sort of cute art style and it's very charming with the way the um how everything's portrayed but yeah I'm, I'm very much enjoying it i've been very much looking forward to this for um quite some time so seeing everyone online giving it really high scores including ourselves of course 9.5 don't forget to re- go read jacob's review but i'll seen lots of you know really high scores around the board uh really cool to see for a game that um i've said this story at least a couple times here but it's just really funny to think that this game was at like the first packs or second packs that was at um they had it there they had like a a proof of concept i think of this game and they were like um please you know like this you can play it but like don't really talk about it or like don't record it you know like because i was just like sort of showing off i guess to get feedback and remember and playing the core gameplay there's not much difference between now and then a lot more features have been added of course but the the core concept of hey these the dungeoneering the dungeon aspect like that gameplay was definitely on show uh five years ago whenever that was when we first played it so yeah very very cool i've seen a lot of people say it's the game of the year so far which you know Eating Elden Ring, crazy, but um, yeah. Have you have you seen much of this? Is this anything you, on your I radar? Or?
1: You've you've kind of convinced me into buying it,
0: though. Fuck, you're yeah. easy, though. I mean, it's, you I should am. be because I like everyone easy. is loving this game, so it's, it's like, not like it's a random game. I don't know.
1: It just <laughs> it is it is. I don't know. I guess the the character of it is. I love the shit out of Hades. Um, how's the the other important thing of Hades? I always found how is the music. Or the, the, uh, the soundtrack? Music so yeah,
0: far yeah. Is decent. But as I said, I've only played an hour, so I don't an know. Hour. Like, nothing, it's not memorable. Yeah, I have okay. enough to have too much. That's to fine.
1: It's still something fun to, to play and do, and it's something different. I don't think it's super expensive uh, I think it was 35 bucks. No, something. it's like $30 bucks. i am yeah. looking at on so, Steam. So.
0: That's good. And you're supporting homegrown talent. Devolver. Yeah. Mm? No, fuck Devolver. Mm. You're supporting Australians. <laughs> It's hard though because we get into this conversation quite often around like what counts as an indie game. Is it an indie game if Devolver's publishing it? And I would say no, not really. Like I feel like if Devolver's publishing this game, this game itself called The Lamb isn't technically an indie game because they had the backing of a big publisher. But it's still m- m- the studio isn't owned by Devolver, so they're still an indie studio. I feel like that's the like the you know what I mean? Like the the game can be yeah. non indie, but the studio still can be. If that makes yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's sort of how I look at it. Uh, but that's very cool. Uh, then the re- one uh, review I put up this week, I played Lost in Play, which um, is a sort of old school. Well, it's like an adventure game. It's like old school point click sort of adventure game. I played it with a um, a controller though, but you can play it with mouse keyboard, of course. Um, it even suggests controller. I think that's because of some of the mini games and stuff. But um, that's the, the I say point click. You know what type of game I am saying. Uh, this has shown up in a bunch of sort of indie. Um, conference sort of things over the last year or so the art style is always the standout thing if you watch the trailer it's meant to look like this sort of um early morning cartoon and it very much does it has this very distinct um wonderful art style the story is what well, it's hard because it, it doesn't really have a story and it does like there is this it's about this brother sister going on this massive journey, and there's orcs and trolls and dragons, and all this stuff, but none of it's real. So, which is sort of like the the plus and negative of this game. It is a game about, as the title says, lost in play. It's these kids going on an adventure. Um, they're running around. It's all make believe and, but you're playing out their their make believe thing. So, like, from that aspect, it's fun, but I also feel because of that, like, there's no stakes really to anything that's happening because you, you know, like, it's all.
1: It's not one of these games that has, like, um, the children have a darker a kind of family story or something going no, to the side it's, while the imagination to, is it, covering that up no, it's just it ho- is like very much like, there's nothing wrong with that no there's nothing you know um, like
0: i don't remember if it was in the wholesome direct it probably was but the game is very much fits into that wholesome like it's just yeah. it's just meant to be fun but if you like the genre i definitely feel like it's a um it's something definitely worth checking out um if you like these sorts of games i played it all in one sitting i can't remember how long it took me maybe like between five to six hours i just did it in one day so um Mm -hmm. that was pretty fun you probably do it a lot less i got stuck on a few puzzles nothing super hard there is a hint system um i often found so if if you're one of your complaints about these games is the obtuse thing of um because you'll have the thing where it's like oh this character to get past this character they need a red hat to get the red hat you have to go talk to someone else and then to get the thing off Mm -hmm. them you know like the typical adventure game thing and you gotta you know all that sort of stuff like none of that's super convoluted to the point it gets really annoying but some of the mini games because they they break up the the combat uh, or the core game by by having a bunch of mini games throughout all the levels which are um really cool um but some of those puzzles sort of lost me at certain points where i was like what the fuck am i supposed to be doing here like um so there but that that's cool it's looks great sounds great um i can't remember how much it is i'm sorry not that much anyway it's on um <laughs> switching switching the pcs so play it wherever you want but i gave it 7.0 so you can check out my review for that so you able to comment it jumping into this week's news i want to start with the thq nordic showcase that happened this morning we're recording on saturday um there's not too much on this i actually want to talk about but i'll just run down the actual things of note um i did i woke up at 4 45 watch this it started at five was like that was not worth it went back to sleep
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um (laughs) let's be honest you watched it for like one reason and it wasn't I, well it. I
0: would have watched it either way cuz I feel like it's part of the gig is uh I got to get up and fucking cover these things as the for the website. I, I feel almost obligated. But I, the one thing I was hoping for was more information about AEW's game which we can just start with that if you're right, I don't even fucking care about doing it. Yeah, sure, so it. AEW Fight Forever was the in the back end like one of the last couple of games. Um, unfortunately the trailer that was shown here actually leaked last week and that was half it the leaked. problem. It
1: leaked very basically. Yes so
0: yes. and there was nothing new here so that was the major disappointment thing the the trailer is Tony Schiavone come down the hallway Britt Baker previous world women's champion for AEW come like says come in here they they show off the game a little bit he's playing Adam Cole she's playing herself which is funny because you know they're together so she's beating the shit out of her partner good good be good joke um they then show off some mini games which is fine like i looks silly but I think obviously they know that it looks silly it's meant to be the point the game mm-hmm. still looks visually um rough which I'm still not too worried about solely because the game still I don't, they still didn't give a release date so until like if they were like this is out next month I'd be like oh I don't think but like at the moment I'll just like say <laughs> their first game Let's just like what I until I have no reason to completely doubt them until You know, like I'm just let's let's just see how we go. However, I will say again that I am much more likely to enjoy like if the game does look like this, but it plays phenomenally, phenomenally. Like it plays really, really well, but the character models still just look uh, like a PS3 game. I'm fine with that to be honest. Like, but if it was the opposite way, it looks amazing but plays like shit, then I can't handle that. Like, if it plays very well, I can. That's the, the major the major thing I'm super interested in. But um, yeah, what do you? What are your
1: thoughts at the moment on this? Um, I'm both worried or not so was just worried. I guess the problem, the biggest problem with this game, is something that's completely out of its control. I think this game had a very positive view of it and was set up for success twelve months ago. Before WWE had a game that was good, and there had been all this history of wrestling games especially wwe's 2k games just sucking and being abysmal and i feel like when AEW were originally announcing their game i think a lot of people were like man great we're finally going to have a good wrestling game we're going to have something that is based off wrestling games that we really loved as a kid um and now that we've had uh, wwe 2k 23 uh, yeah it was 23 whatever what was it, was, it yeah, 22 22 whatever the last wwe was and that game is great and is kind of universally loved by wrestling fans. I think it just puts Fight Forever in just a harder spot. Um, hopefully it plays really well and has. I'm interested to find out about the roster. I think AEW has a problem where its roster is forever changing, um, and is ever being altered throughout its life. Like, there's. Let's hope. My one asterisk people. on that
0: is they're not planning to put out a bunch of these games every couple of years and they're just planning to,
1: to, um, update the roster
0: and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I'm interested to find out what the roster size is, as well as the roster itself um, is in the game. I feel like we're still uh, considering, yeah, how close this game is to release. We're still very lacking on information.
0: Well, we still don't know. They they reckon it was going to come out this year, but they still haven't said a release date. So they just said coming soon. They haven't
1: said a release date. I just, I just think, yeah, it, it is. We're still not, of is there a campaign mode is it just a normal career yeah, mode? yeah there is they say so there... they, they
0: announced the modes there is a career mode
1: they announced the mode oh,
0: okay. i'll uh, i'll get the full list up but if you want to keep talking if you have other thoughts i'll find it
1: yes no no so i think you know my favorite part of the my favorite WWE games i missed um kind of uh, shut your mouth um and everything in the the later ps2 stage i jumped on during smackdown versus raw with the wrestling games that i really got into um and i love the campaigns in those where it kind of buys into wrestling not quote-unquote being real but it like it buys into the stories and and like he's playing through different stories and wrestling through different situations i absolutely adore those i know especially AEW, but wrestling games in general come at it from a perspective of fans being in the know a little bit more nowadays and and not being hidden behind kayfabe as much. Um, But I I, I hope there is, yeah, there is still that form of storytelling, that form of interaction and story that that I think is going to be a lot better from an AEW game than it is from a WWE game because WWE creative in in general, but especially as a whole, is just very um, over the top and very... Kind of as a fan, you have to dumb yourself down a fair bit some of the times so for a lot of its storytelling ways.
0: For AEW in general, or like no, 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 for WWE, WWE, oh, WWE, WWE like, okay.
1: no WWE storylines is AEW as a whole, good. There is its bad moments of storytelling, um, but also when AEW does its like finer long form storytelling, it's fucking amazing. Mm. Um, it, is, it is some of the best stuff. So, Deep
0: Career Mode was listed on the most recent press release. Deep Career Mode, okay. Wrestler Customization, Signature AEW Arenas, um, and then list of match types, Single, Tag Team, Three-Way, Four-Way, Ladder, Casino Battle Royale, False Count Anywhere, Unsanctioned Lights Out, Exploding Barb Wide Deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hopefully that one is a lot better than it's a real life it's always (laughs) terrible but um Uh, it's always funny the the unsanctioned lights out match i'm always like where's the differential in this match like where is the between it and like a no dq or a force count anyway like it doesn't count well
0: the difference is in is that it doesn't count for your record so i presume that's going to be the same in the the real game game. like but like, so if you do I it guess, in a career mode but, and you reach a point in the career mode where you do an unsanctioned lights out mode, they could do it for a story reason and not have it actually. Yes. That's, yeah. So. But
1: to have it like listed as a as a game mode that you could play like multiplayer of, I just think is very.
0: I feel like for the people who like doing like their, their own wrestling leagues and stuff. Oh, and like, like GM modes. GM modes and GM stuff. Modes yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. You If you set up a character, you would do an unsanctioned lights out mode if you're doing a storyline with your own characters and wrestlers yes. where you, they have a grudge match and like they've done an actual thing so i feel like for fans having it there is cool because you know if you have um so you know the following is an unsanctioned lights out when the lights go off and come back on the following will not be you know whatever all that sort of shit so yeah i feel like that's yeah. the only reason because otherwise it's like false count anywhere and unsanctioned lights out there's barely any difference other than the what it means to your record and what it means in the, yeah, the story 100%. sense yeah uh, but yeah, I'm keen. A little bit disappointed that we didn't get more. But I'm still keen. Um, Alright, so everything else, I'll just go back up the top here. What they start with? So they started with Alone in the Dark. They now, this leaked like 12 hours before the, sh- the conference. But so a remake of the original 1992 Alone in the Dark game is coming. Um, it looks, it actually looks pretty cool. I'm So I don't have like a lot of history of Alone in the Dark. I never played the PS3 one, which I think was like the last game ever released in the franchise. Yes, yeah, same it. was that.
1: Because I always feel like Alone in the Dark lost to Resident Evil. I feel like you either played Alone in the Dark or you played Resident Evil. And most people played Resident Evil. Yeah.
0: Um, Even though they're both... I think this is technically first. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is a remake of the first game, but definitely a lot more modern. Um, You know, it's got like a third person shooting and um, all this sort of stuff. However, you can see throughout the trailer, it's keeping a lot of elements from the first game as well. It it has like, it looks to have, uh, you know, puzzles and all this stuff that the original game would have had in 92 when it released. Uh, it looks decent. Like, um, I could be, I could, I could, could get down for this. I, You know, I don't have a long lineage, or, as I say, in history for the franchise, but the story seems interesting. The combination of the spooky stuff and the puzzles while having monsters to shoot. And, you know, it's your, it is literally your Resident Evil over-the-shoulder third-person combat. So um, I feel like if this comes out and it's decent and runs well and whatever else, it's definitely going to hit a, a spot for those your Resident Evil fans and stuff like that. Could you see yourself potentially playing this? Probably
1: not. Rip. I don't know. I, I don't have that nostalgia f- factor with Alone in the Dark. Um, I remember there being a, an, another remake or a version of this coming, like, the PS2 era at some point. Um, but no, I'm not. Probably not. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tutorial Humans 2 Reprove got a trailer. Yep, looks like a game. Um, the first one was fine. Remake. The second one is weird, but... The storyline for the second one is literally that the KGB kills the other crypto or something. I can't remember how it works now. Anyway, and then a different crypto comes down. Um, but yeah, it looks fine. It looks like a remake of the second game, much like the first one looked like a remake of that. And I enjoyed it for what it was. This looks similar to that, I guess, yeah. Um, space for Sale, this looks kind of fun. Uh, so it's a... It was described as a build-up simulation game. You play as like a cute little astronaut. I thought it looked cute. Um, you go around, collect resources, build colonies and stuff. Apparently, you brought this entire solar system, so fucking rich as apparently. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. looks looks different enough. Looks uh, could be good. Don't really know. Not much to it, but. Uh, then they showed a new trailer for Gothic 1 Remake, which I'm still very confused because, like, they show trailers and it clearly just says Gothic. But then every time they're talking about it in the showcase, they're referring it to Gothic 1 Remake. I'm like, okay, so in my article, do I write Gothic or do I write Gothic 1 Remake? Like, what are you using as your, like, SEO <laughs> terminology? Nonetheless, uh, trailer looked fine. It looks like, I mean, this is nothing new. We've known about this game since last year. I think that's when they announced it, the TSQ showcase last year. Um, the trailer just shows them going... Because again, this this is a game I have nothing for. I never played it back in the day. I've, I've Wikipedia'd the plot last year when they announced it. it it's all set in this mine or some shit, you know, like Monster Shop and stuff goes crazy. It looks fine. It was a decent trailer, but yeah, nothing... I, my thoughts haven't changed. Um, and then we got into a whole bunch of RTS slash strategy game section here so jagged alliance 3 the valiant tempest rising knights of honor 2 sovereign um yeah so you got a few just so it, it was a whole <laughs> section and i'm watching this live and the chat's like boring aw, AW. like there was a lot of aw people watching that stream last yeah. night I t- I, this morning i'll tell you
1: <laughs> like it's one of those things that just the, the this is going to be offensive to the rts section but all of those games in a row They scream to me. They blend together. uh, They blend together, but then it just reminds me when I was a kid and going into any retail store that had like computers and technology and stuff. They'd have a PC game section Mm. and it would just be filled with games like this. Like a bunch of games you've never heard of, but all just being random and they'd have like a weird like. But on the box it would have like 10 out of
0: 10 IGN and stuff. I'm
1: like, cool, I guess, but. I still have
0: no interest. <laughs> like, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, like, there was one here, Um, this one. I think it was this Tempest Rising one, which is a... It says it been done by 3D Realms or whatever. It was, like, a massive heavy metal trailer, and everyone in the, the chat was going, it's Duke Nukem! It's Duke Nukem! It wasn't Oh, Duke God. Nukem. I was like, That's, it's not Duke Nukem. Like, they don't own a license anymore. So, that was the thing. But, um, otherwise, yeah. I mean, look, all the games look fine. It's just... I find showcasing these games and trailers hard because they all, yeah, like, they either play well or they don't or whatever. Also, one of these trailers, I can't remember if it was this one. Yeah, I think it was. Fuck, I can't remember. One of them, it might have been. Fuck, it may have been Jagged Alliance 3. It has this, like, woman doing a. Let me just click on it quickly, to see. Yeah, like, at the start of this trailer, she's, like, doing this whole thing, and they skip to about 33 seconds in. Um, she, like, her computer gets hacked. And then this person starts talking to her on the um, computer who's hacked, and the views of like very generic text to speech voice. And everyone in chat was losing their shit over it. Like, instead of using (laughs) a different version of like a a robotic voice, it is the we have tracked Joker. Okay. Like everything you would hear if you ever watch a Twitch streamer doing a live, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) it's just the generic text to speech audio. I'm like, why would you do that? So it was a weird decision. Uh Outcast 2, New Beginning got a trailer. Again, this is a game they talked about last time. They announced it. It looks fine. I don't really know. It's apparently 20 years old, the first one. Uh, Recreation. This looks kind of cool. So the, the develop- this is, I think, Freefields Entertainment's first game, this new studio. However, I know it's like there's a bunch of people working that used to work on like Burnout and um uh Need for Speed and like a bunch of uh big sort of car properties so they say that you've got 400 square kilometer open world game in this i have no idea what that means and how that works you got customization of tracks apparently you can build on the tracks while people are racing on them i don't know it looks potentially has like i don't know it sounds like it has potential i need to see in here more but it was a lot of it was a lot of buzzwords going on that you know like just talking about how big yeah. it is and whatever else uh way of the hunter it's a hunting game with that Something you care about. Uh, Stumpfest World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just looked like a hunting game. I don't know what else to say. Like, it was like, it looks like a hunting game. It's just you're hunting deer and shit. I fucking don't know. Um, Stumpfest World Tour it still looks good. Uh, looks, you know, it's crazy. It's a game where you bounce off shit, you fucking fly, you turn into a car, you're a transformer. It looks crazy. I, I hope it runs well. Uh, and then SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake was the game that closed out the show. Look, this looks good. I didn't play the remake. You did the review of the first one, uh, Rehydrated, whatever it was called. Um, I believe this is a brand new game, or else I'm lying out of my ass because that's what I wrote in the article. No, it looks new. Yeah, so um, so this is from the same studio that did Rehydrated, but this is kind of that... This is what we hope when they do those remakes. You know, the remake does well, they use the money from it, they make a new entry. You know, sort of like a, a fresh idea. So, But the general idea for the game is that SpongeBob and friends are being transported to all these different worlds which means you're going to have this varied locations and different sort of he gets different costumes and abilities depending on what world you're in and whatever else i thought it looked good um as someone who likes spongebob and someone who likes these sorts of platforming games uh what what do you think
1: look as long as the sins of the father don't pass down to the sins of the son um rehydrated was a polished ps2 game Mm um which you know you get that as a remaster but at the same time yeah i just hope they use a lot more modern day techniques and modern day level design and in gameplay design on this game um you know spongebob like i remember uh, battle for bikini bottom originally was a great game it was really fun it just didn't age very well so as long as they capture that same feeling with this um i don't think really like modern day versions of these games in general don't do very well and i think that's just because of the general kind of gist of this i, I don't want to say the the form of adventure game went out of fashion um but i think in one way or another these very cartoony very uh, i don't want to say basic adventure platform games have just not been in vogue but yeah, hopefully, with the SpongeBob tra- um licensing and the overall ability for it around it, I hope it does. Yeah, well.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't remember what this is. Did they put it No. 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 Nope. Okay, good. I was like, I can't remember if they said, but they didn't. And then the weirdest thing was, when they ended the show, they were like, literally, peace out, we're gone. Comes up with the thing at the end of the showcase, and it's like... This tr- like a bunch of text. Music starts playing. Everyone's probably closed out their browser by this point. It says blah blah blah. At the moment, THQ Nordic and its partners have t- twenty six, uh, like fifty something games in development. That means twenty six still haven't been shown. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the screen crackles and it comes up with the South Park St- Digital Studios logo. And then the screen goes back to the same text. And then a whiteboard marker goes over it. Says twenty six unannounced games and goes to twenty five. And I'm like, so. You're counting showing the South Park Digital Studios logo as you just announced the game. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep. So yeah, apparently there's a South Park game coming. THQ's <laughs> publishing it. So <laughs> there you go. But it was just a weird like get like it was not like a second after the stream ended. It was like 10, 15 seconds. I guarantee a lot of people clicked off by the point. It was it was just yeah, a weird would
1: They would have clicked off like with the people saying goodbye and everything. Yeah. Like with the 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 yeah. They said bye. The right camera off.
0: started like panning out, you know, like music starts yeah. playing and all that sort of stuff. Like, it was just weird. So, anyway, so South, there's no South Park game coming. It's not, you don't have to get it off uh, Ubisoft's because, yeah, they will not be publishing this one apparently. Um, cool, yep. So, that was the THQ thing again. It was fine, it was nothing super exciting. There wasn't with the last one either, to be honest. So, um, there's a couple of little things here and there, but otherwise whatever uh and then i'll quickly want to go over splatoon again i'm not like a mess i only played a little bit of splatoon 2 i could potentially see myself getting more into three just from launch and like jumping aboard um so i did watch the showcase thing that they had the other day a bunch of it was very much like yep cool that looks like splatoon that sounds like splatoon cool 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 um the major changes i guess Oh, where the fuck are they? I've got there because they went over everything. So there's a single player mode which is called Return to the Mamalins or something, however you say it. Which is they looks like a very simple story mode. They do describe it as a great place for new players to start, which is fine. I feel like having something like that so you get used to the controls and stuff before you jump into multiplayer um, is is cool and it's going to build the games build up around the game's lore or whatever else. Um, then they went over two or four, which is again the key gameplay, like sort of your typical deathmatch equivalent for splatoon or whatever where you know you got two teams or four people battling out who can squirt the most ink over stuff and and win um they went over a couple of new moves which really cool including a move where you can like if you dodge at the right second um it'll actually deflect ink that was about to hit you so i'm like oh that's cool for like a game that's like this is nintendo's one of nintendo's only sort of um competitive games having something like that is uh is definitely cool so um, and then the main other cool things was they announced that a tabletop card game's going to be included in this for some oh fucking God. reason, which I'm like, I, i sure <laughs> just what I need in my life. Um, and then the, what was it fucking called? I'm trying to remember what it's called. I can't fucking find it. I have it somewhere in my, um, turf. No, not turf war. Something else. Anarchy. I oh, know I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, there's this other mode where, um you do it it's like three teams battle it out and then it's like two rounds or whatever and then when you go into the second half of the round the winning team starts in the middle of the field but it's only two players and then the other two teams get to start on each side of them and the the, the winning team has to the, sort of defend their victory at like a handicap um like that sounded, Oh, okay yeah so there was like there was like that was sort of cool i thought so um but overall, yeah, it looks like Splatoon, more Splatoon. They kept talking about it like it's the last game in the franchise too. Like this is the last Splatoon. So I'm like, okay, well, just apparently, is that really what we're gonna do? <laughs> if this one even if this one does really good, that's fine. Uh and then Nintendo did say they have plans for free updates every three months. Um they're gonna support it for at least two years. There will be a paid DLC eventually down the line, which I think is fine. Like I depending on the company, announcing paid DLC before a game's out is weird. The thing is, but.
1: It, with Nintendo, I guess you kind of know it won't be paid DLC. It'll just be – it'll either be paid DLC or if you've got that Nintendo online. Yeah, it'll, it'll be – yeah. So – it'll, it'll just be Because they, they
0: brought out a paid DLC for Splatoon 2, which added like this single-player-ish element yeah. thing to it, which they then did add to the Nintendo online expansion when that actually came out. So that's what that'll be, I presume, something of that stature and that size. Um, and then the other thing is on uh, August 27th or 28th um, – fuck i can't remember which one is i can't find it quick enough uh, one of those days though this uh you can play it you can try it out they're gonna like have a free but you can download it i already clicked on the, my switch like pre-download or whatever redeem for it so you can um they're gonna have like a i think it's a day or two over the weekend like sort of trial run sort of thing jump in try out the games to see if it's it's for you and that's ahead of the game's full release on september 9th so i'm definitely gonna download that give it a go um see how I go but yeah they announced a whole bunch of new characters and whatever else and that some characters were showing up and i saw people in the chat being like oh my god they look so much older now or something so i i guess for the people who care about the lore and stuff there is stuff happening that just completely goes straight over my head but that's fine um yeah what what, what are your thoughts on splatoon
1: uh i've never i don't think i've ever really played splatoon um i think it's a it's a great ip for nintendo um I, I always felt with Splatoon that Nintendo was trying really fucking hard for it to be its quote-unquote quite next kind of flagship um, IP, like it was supposed to kind of reach the equivalence of your Marios and your Zeldas and stuff like that, I never feel like it's actually reached that mark, um, but it's an interesting idea, it's a fun gameplay loop, um, I think, see, I remember either Splatoon 1 or Splatoon 2 had a quite an in-depth story mode, like career mode, that was actually had a decent story to it, even though you were just playing CPU bots around it. Um, But yeah, overall, I think Splatoon is great and it's good to see more and more iterations of it coming out. And I will say Nintendo do seem to at least have it down a little bit more with long-form communication of what their plan is and a roadmap and setting expectations for their audiences, um, which is not like Nintendo normally. Um, kind of the past Nintendo would never do something like that. So it, it does show you some positive learning from them.
0: Yeah. It's done like in a world where a lot of Nintendo's new IPs quite often fail. Arms. Arms. Um, <laughs> like uh, Splatoon's <laughs> like, I think their last, the, the success. success. Yeah. As far as new IP yeah. goes. So. Um, all right. So then we got this, I just want to talk about this full spoken thing. I don't know if you'd seen this. When it was happening, I, just, I
1: saw bits and pieces of this. I thought I it was just this is funny. <laughs> I
0: don't like so, IGN writes: the "Internet can't get enough of the latest promo video for Forspoken, upcoming action RPG from X and Livingston Productions." However, it's not the most positive reception as people are look, poking at the new trailer by making parodies of it. It all started when the official Forspoken Twitter account posted a new ad for the game. The promo shows snippets of gameplay featuring a voiceover from the protagonist Frey. Many people on the internet are finding the dialogue incredibly campy. With the most liked reply to Forspoken's original post saying, "Quote: This game looks beautiful and the game." Gameplay looks crazy, but boy, do I bet that story slash dialogue will get on my nerves. Um, so the, yeah, the trailer plays out and the dialogue, they've got it here says, so let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call earth. I'm seeing freaking dragons and oh yeah, I'm talking to a cuff. Yeah, that's not something I do now. I do magic, kill jacked up beasts. I'll probably fly next. Yeah, it's... it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> uh like i'm excited for this game but even i like i remember like clicking and watching this when it got posted and i was like this is w- weird like <laughs> that's <laughs> weird i don't recall any of the previous trailers having this odd um thing my favorite i don't know if you follow um at pro zd um sung cho that um he does like funny pro zd yeah pro zd he did like a pro he did like a funny parody of it where you like put on a mario hat and uh, everything and i think he was like so you're telling me i'm in this land
1: where there's these giant goombas and <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> if i throw my hat at it yeah it kills him yep. but then am i turning turn into a dinosaur next yep. yeah just, yeah i just yeah and then if you at the end of it he also does animal crossing yeah yeah that was he, mind, so. uh, puts uh puts thing in his face he's like i'm talking to a raccoon yep.
0: yeah uh so. so it's quite funny um so look Usually, uh, <laughs> usually I come on here and be like, the answer to that's doing something mean.
1: Let's stop doing mean.
0: But I oh know that's kind of funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My favorite is this one of a picture of Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So let me get this straight: I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Tokyo. I have a giant freaking key, and oh yeah, I'm talking to a dead mobile game character. <laughs> um, yeah, this is well mean. I think I, there was also one at the top of that the IGN article about somebody memeing with Bloodborne. Um, there's a giant freaking werewolf, yep. and I'm not in England. Um, yeah, no, it is. You know, what, once in a while, I feel like you, I feel bad for trailer designers, especially those who aren't natively Western or. This is definitely uh, from
0: the marketing department side. <laughs>
1: yeah, like where it's like they don't, they're not quite like they're not understanding where their trailer's gonna get memed to shit out of and yes it could, you know as a whole thing the marketing team's will be like this is fucking great our game is being talked about by all these people in one way or another it's like yeah at the same point it's getting memed to shit and you're not maybe your game's getting taken less seriously because of it or it's a little bit of a worrying look for your writing if this is how yeah. your trailer comes across um but i think overall it's a positive thing really
0: yeah um final news story for the week Microsoft accuses Sony of blocking games from Game Pass, writes Kotaku. Last week, Microsoft argued to Brazilian regulators that Call of Duty was not an essential game series, while Sony protested that it was. In the latest episode of the Activision Blizzard acquisition drama going down in Brazil, Microsoft accused the PlayStation manufacturer of trying to, quote, inhibit growth of Game Pass. Microsoft has been trying to convince regulatory agencies around the world that its acquisition of Activision Blizzard is not unfair to its competitors within the gaming industry. Now, as spotted by The Verge, it is claiming that Sony pays developers not to put their games on the Xbox Maker's uh, subscription service. Quote, Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been hampered by Sony's desire to inhibit such growth. Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services, end quote. Platform exclusivity deals are common in the game industry and it's ambiguous whether this refers to clause that might prevent games from appearing on Xbox services during its exclusivity period period, or stricter terms. A document relating to PlayStation exclusivity came out of the Capcom leaks and a a page there indicates that exclusives could not appear on the rival's Rivals to PlayStation's subscription services. These included Google Stadia, Game Pass, and similar services. Kotaku reached out to both Microsoft and Sony, but did not receive responses by the time of publishing. Sony has previously been critical of Microsoft's holding gaming market, etc etc, etc. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I think it's fair. I don't know. I think Sony is... I really don't see Sony winning this appeal. Like, I don't see them making much of a dent. Um, I find it very funny. I, I would recommend anybody, if you have time, go and find the translated version of this document because it's originally in... Um, is it Spanish or Brazilian? I think it's Spanish. They so speak Spanish. Or Portuguese. No, 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 no. It's Portuguese in Brazil. There we go. Knowing my ge- my geographical languages. Um, but... This, this whole article is so fucking snarky from Xbox. It is so, like, even to the point where they're like, um, you know, oh, maybe some free advice if, PlayStation, if Sony want to, they could try... Well, it starts off with saying how Sony has built their console and their fan base on this entire idea of impeding other um, games by keeping all of their first-party titles solely and exclusively on um, PlayStation. And how they have built their culture on this. And they, and then I think it was... Oh, and if they want to grow their version of Game Pass, the new PlayStation Plus subscription, maybe they could go ahead and put some of these exclusive games available day one on that service for free. Um, and just bits and pieces, and it's just written in a very snarky and very kind of to-the-point manner that is quite funny to see in a kind of very legal document. Um, I don't know. I think it is... Let's be honest, and let's talk it from real. Sony's not happy that it's going to lose its uh, kind of exclusive deals with Call of Duty, and that it has done very well in the past from um, having its exclusivity-timed exclusive deals with Call of Duty throughout the lifespans of the PS4 and the PlayStation 5. I don't believe that Xbox would ever... I don't think Xbox would keep... Call of Duty to itself. I think it would still have Call of Duty on the PlayStation. Um, it wouldn't confirm or deny that so far, but I feel like it would just flip it so the exclusive content would just be on Game Pass. and Game Pass we get it earlier. Um, I don't believe they would keep it to themselves, so this is just Sony trying to fight that and trying to maintain the status quo for how it was. Um, I-, I think, to me, this screams Sony trying to have its cake and eat it too a little bit in terms of oh w- w- you guys can't do that even though we w- we've got this other things and we probably would have bought blizzard if we'd had the opportunity to do that but because you guys are doing it no I'm, no you can't do that i don't know it just i feel like it doesn't feel like something that i could see being sustained and yes we can go into the conversation of is um the the mass purchasing of developers by one or two or three different groups a positive thing or a negative for the industry. But I think in this case, I'm overly positive. I'm excited for Microsoft to take care of Blizzard. Yes, it's probably something of a bias from me because I'm a Blizzard fan, I'm a Microsoft fan. Um, I'm excited for them to change that company for the better and to, to bring improvements across the board to Blizzard and Activision. But um, no, I, I think this is a very... I don't want to call it petty, but I feel like it's very much Sony's kind of trying everything they can to try and block it and step in the front of which is very interesting when, as a whole, Microsoft and Xbox has been quite positive towards Sony in recent years. And yes, you could say that's just because they are losing or they're not in a position to be competitive. Um, but, you know, even recently I think I read an article where Phil Spencer said the next game he was excited to play was God of War Ragnarok. Which is not even a Game on his console systems. A lot of those heads, Sony people from both
0: companies, will be like that though. But that, they're not making every single decision, and like Phil, exactly. Phil isn't suddenly 100%. turning around and being like, no, "Go fight them!" Like you know, like yeah. So no, 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 hundred
1: percent, hundred percent.
0: How are you feeling about it? Oh yeah, I, I feel like I feel like so I don't really care that they're buying. um, I think that everything with Activision Blizzard will go through. Doesn't really bother me. I definitely feel like. Uh, it is a massive purchase that if someone like Sony doesn't at least point to the leg- re- regulatory committees and go, can you double check on that? Then like, I feel like that's fine. Like there's like, it's a huge purchase. Yes. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're, you are the competition. You are within like, like, I feel like with a mass purchase like that being like, Hey, can someone like, can we make sure this is fine? Like, can someone like, cause it's no different than when we went for all the stuff with Marvel and Fox and, on some yes, of shit 100%. with Disney, where it's like, like these old things. Everyone had all these questions. I had they uh, all the other movie companies. They all did some of the things where it was like, hey, can we run that through? Like, can a committee check that over to make sure this is like legal and you know, like all these sorts of things. So, like, if you're in the business, I feel like there's an element of like just.
1: I'm. I'm. Curious. I haven't looked into it. I meant to. Why this is going through in Brazil? Um, when there is a company is. Is um,
0: where is it? Is this is Microsoft. Blah, blah, blah. Why is it happening?
1: I don't actually know, I can't remember, I can't find it fast enough. I don't know, I meant to look into it and I never got a chance to, but yeah, why Why is it taking place in Brazil? Um,
0: I'm trying to go to VGC because I think they had it. So, anybody use Call of Duty Bob? I was quite to official. A, Sony believes Call of Duty could inspire users to switch to Xbox following Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This is an article from the 1st of August, VGC. That's according to the company's official response to question from the Brazilian's Brazil Regulatory Board, which, like many regions, is currently studying the proposed deal for approval. So that's the thing. That, the, Brazil, so yeah, that's so that's how I looks it. Out, yeah. So Brazil's Regulatory Board is checking it over nonetheless, and Sony is then jumping on the go. We don't like it either. They're not the one, so uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Fair so it's not a um, leading the pitchforks or anything. It's like that's what I am saying. Like th- these things are getting checked over, and I, I feel like Sony. Yeah, look, that's the thing. Like, I, don't, I, I feel like as a company as a competition, if you if I you get don't it. get your two cents I in, g- like.
1: Get- <laughs> I get Sony being like, hey, check this over. The, to, to me, and I, maybe it's just because of the, the type of language they have to use and the way they, about, they have to come about it with legal, but the, the, there's a difference between, hey, can you check to make this as cool, and saying, hey, Call of Duty is an important property that deserves to be everywhere, and that one company having pure ownership of it is a negative thing for the whole industry. Yeah, like the quote is like that Sony's that saying that
0: uh, Call of Duty is a franchise which influ- influence was. Uses console choice, so their argument
1: is solely about Call of Duty. They don't really care about everything else. It's just Which Call of Duty, is such that a big is, game. That, to that, yeah. to that, I think that is where I get the pettiness from from uh, from Sony or like the kind of the clutching at straws to desperately stop this. If they were going all of Activision Blizzard, if this whole thing, hey, can you take this? I don't feel great about this whole giant company, but it's just going no Call of Duty. Because PlayStation has and Sony has an invested interest in Call of Duty specifically.
0: I don't think it's the inve- I don't think it's the investment. I do think it's just the it's
1: one of it's usually the highest selling game or one of the highest selling games of the year. But at the minute, they at the minute Sony have what I would see as the deal that like Sony already has this though, right? Like Sony has the the deal with Call of Duty where it shows Call of Duty is always. Um, got the best on PS Five or whatever. It's got exclusive content. Isn't that already dictating what consoles people buy? That's
0: pushing. It would definitely push some people
1: towards buying PlayStation over Xbox. Like, but it doesn't limit. I think them. it would do that just as much as. Well, no, because if it's exclusive as as, to Xbox, then it's if not. If it's exclusive a, yeah, to Xbox, then yes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the same argument as place that as um, Microsoft turning around and just be like, hey, I want God, why isn't God of War on my Xboxes? Yeah. God of the, War argument the argument thing. about God of War is dumb in my opinion. Like the whole. Um, but it's the same. It's in, in the larger scheme of things. Yes. Microsoft wants to buy it and purchase it. Once it's been purchased, you know, they can do what they want with yeah. that title. I guess. Yeah. You're trying to stop it, but. Um,
0: and the, the other thing I haven't don't have a problem with, because again, there's an element of like, business is business xbox saying that sony is paying studios to not put their games on them yeah that's i thought that's yeah. literally no, no, no. that's a hundred percent
1: like that is that is a hundred percent yes except for then it does pull the rug out of under sony for being like you already enter in practices that do the same thing like you already prevent pe- like prevent like, you go out of your way in certain circumstances to make sure things don't end up on Game Pass to prevent people from buying, to prevent it or make it unlikely that people will buy consoles for that same reason. Oh. I feel like they already partake in it. I guarantee
0: it. like, say so something like Cold Lamb, right? So not exclusive to Sony. Sony's had a, a part in marketing it and whatever else. I guarantee like, you, like, if they had any sort of marketing deal with that, like slight indie push or anything like mm-hmm. that, um, or any game similar to that where they've helped push it, or um, Stray or something like that. I don't know. Like yeah, that's on 100%. I guarantee you, in all these contracts, it's like, all right. Well, you just you can't put it on Game Pass for six months. You can't put it on Game Pass for a year. Which all is it's
1: understandable yeah. and that's perfectly fair. But then Sony can't turn around and be like Xbox, you can't do anything like that. I feel like as long as
0: Xbox, as long as Call of Duty's on both platforms, then yeah, I don't really. And, and I don't see them.
1: I don't see like this is one of those games. And I think Phil Spencer's already come out and said that there will be some form of Call of Duty on a PlayStation. Yeah, but like, they. Oh, he also was that. saying,
0: oh, Bethesda games will be everywhere, and then and then I was like, no, Star Wars exclusive. Remember, and I went for all this where I, I said from the get
1: go, there's no way that shit's going to be not exclusive. So I don't see. I don't see. I don't see Bethesda like I don't see Skyrim not being exclusive, but I do I do like Call of Duty. I just think is a different. Well, technology. the next couple of Call of Duties have to be multi platform because even once
0: the deal goes through, there's a they still have to do. There's still a licensing, there's still a yeah. Licensing, there's still an ongoing thing, so, licensing deal, um, but after but, that point, I just so. feel
1: like I feel like after that point, I still see. I don't know. Skyrim's one thing, but and Skyrim's slash oblivion. Elder Scrolls is one thing. There's too much money left on the table if you don't put it on the PlayStation. Hmm just all you need to do is just write the ship in your favor so you get all the exclusives that playstation previously got and leave it at that
0: yeah which put it on your game these days it's not even like exclusive maps and stuff it's literally like you get the dlc three days earlier on playstation
1: like 100 percent, and you get to be on all the the trailers and your your league is often played on if it's going to be played on console it'll be played on your console on the xbox it's just yeah yeah as a whole, it's just a, a better idea. Just to, I don't know. I don't think it's as, as big an issue as Sony makes it out to be.
0: Alright, let's get into what we've been playing. Um, as Dusk Falls, Kieran. This game yes, is being falls. in a bunch of Xbox conferences uh it's got a very comic booky type art style they kept talking about it being multiplayer and then not multiplayer and then i eventually learned it's one of those games that you can play multiplayer where people play on their phones or whatever in the same room as you yes. or i think you can do it online as well which i guess is a, a plus i
1: think i haven't yes, played I it I believe so i'm not 100 yeah. sure no you can because of the way the lobby is yeah. set up so yes you can so do it yeah what is this game explain it um so it is your uh, story adventure game much like a say a telltale style game Um, where you are playing through the lives of several characters, picking up choices. Um, It is a telltale game, but at the end of each section, you get the um, Detroit Become Human, uh, Heavy Rain-style choice tree where you see how all your choices differed and how things led to other things and where it all connects and what other people chose and and everything. It has a um, very interesting art style where... The real world is, like, the world itself is in-game engine generated and, um, like, cars are, as you would see in GTA and stuff like that, but the character models and the character art is all still-drawn graphic novel uh, um, comic book-style characters that appear on the screen and change. They don't have active facial movements and, like, fluid movements. They change images. Um, And it takes place about uh, a family and uh, two sets of families as they converge in a um, small town um, that leads to one of the families taking up guns and kind of leading a holdout in a motel after stealing from the local sheriff and and it goes from one step to another with with everything involved you play as uh, characters from both families throughout and you get to experience the moment-to-moment as each of the characters, but then also cutting back to different events in their past life and and different moments throughout their their child, their kind of, I guess, the week that leads up to this moment. Um, Yeah, you can either play it by yourself or with friends. There is a uh, companion app you can download for your phone and play. I have played through uh, the first, I guess, quote-unquote, episode or chapter um, with my friends as well as by myself. Um just to, just to see how that goes um the game itself is is very interesting, it's very detailed. It was surprising when there is a lot more to this game than there was ever advertised. Um, the adver- the advertising of this game seemed to focus around the motel and this hold up and and uh, the police being there and everything. This game goes a lot further beyond that moment um that moment is kind of that is the first chapter of the game and and how the game moves forward and what characters move forward is completely up to you um i think it has a really interesting depth of character interaction um it tracks you how you play um there is a number of quick time events but then also choices and in your, in your traditional kind of this game's play style um and gives you moments of, of talking and levity. It is all time decisions. There is nice settings in the options for you to change the amount of time you get to answer each setting or each question, or kind of any of the timed events can go from five seconds to 20 seconds. Um, playing multiplayer is very interesting in this game because um, it goes off a voting system where everybody gets a vote to see what the character does for every single choice, pretty much. You press what you want your character to do. If all three of you pick, it goes into a tiebreaker mode where you guys can pick again. Um, if you don't agree on one eventually, it will then just randomly select from your choices that you had that you picked and you'll pick one at random. On top of that, there is also an override option that every, car- every player gets three overrides where you get to say, fuck everybody else, we're doing what I've said for this option. And you override everybody else's votes and everybody else's choices and take the game in whatever direction you want to take the game in that moment. Um, it, which is very interesting. Uh, say for quick time events, it can either be all th- like it can either be all of you doing the quick time event, and it is as the greater majority. So, say if there's three players, two out of the three players have to succeed at the quick time event. If two people fail, the quick time event fails. On top of that, every now and then, in different quick time events it'll have different people selected to do the quick time button in each moment. So one moment it could be player A and then it could be player B and it could be C. So if you have a lot of quick time events where maybe one player is just resting on the other two to do it and then shakes it up a lot and make sure everybody's involved and everybody has an active moment in the game. Does that mean on your phone Um, you
0: just have to like, does it come up with like buttons or is it just like? uh, Yeah.
1: So it's literally got a space on your phone and you either, um, all the phones, it's either um, press, either like tap it, button mash it, hold it, right. swipe it in a direction. Gotcha. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's literally just that. Same thing on a controller. Um, it, it is the, the phone actually works really well. Um, you just have to be connected to the same Wi-Fi network as the game and be connected through to it. Um, everybody, yeah, you get your own profile. At the end of each uh, scene, it actually gives you stats and data about, like, uh, different traits. Like, your this player, your qualities are, you're more dedicated to being loyal to your family. Or you're a cool under pressure. You don't rush your decisions and you take your time to pick. Or you're a fast one. You're an instant thinker where you're picking quickly in the choices. Um, It's really interesting and really fascinating to see. The story plays out and it has a very good, in terms of differential, from playing by myself to playing with my friends. I took a bit more of a backseat in choices with my friends um, to let the game, the story, be very different. Um, Outcomes are very different. It's always interesting with these games when you have multiple playthroughs, sometimes you just get the feeling of, oh, no matter what I decided here, the exact same outcome is going to happen. Um, that isn't the case with this game. There is a lot more um, potential for diversion and alteration in the storyline. So, yeah, I only played, yeah, it is episodic or in chapters, which wasn't really explained. It's all available for you to play through. Um and yeah, it's actually very exciting to play. So I'm looking forward to one day with my friends, jump back into it when we're all available um, and keep going. Or if that doesn't happen, just jump back in by myself and playing through by myself. Yeah,
0: I kind of I want to maybe get to it. I heard the story is like pretty
1: decent, so. Story's really good so far. From what I've played, it's very interesting. Um, there's a lot of depth to it, a lot of uh, nuance in the character writing. Playing both sides of the character, like both sides of the two families is very interesting with giving you kind of a layered understanding of each side in, in different ways, and seeing them from different lights. Um, no, it's actually really good. I, I would really recommend it, and especially being on Game Pass. Um, even if you only have a laptop, you know, if you've got Game Pass Ultimate or you've got the PC version, download it onto your laptop, play with a bunch of friends on your phones. Like you don't need controllers. Everybody could be on a phone if you wanted. Um, I think it is. It is actually a really good party mode game where well, you have to have a couple hours. I think we stopped with my friends because one of us was falling asleep because it was quite late at night. But um, yeah, overall, it was it's it's a really good and enjoyable experience. Um, and then you said
0: you played some of this Power Wash Simulator, which I've seen a lot of people power talk about and um, yes, say like it's like really like hit, hits. That, it is um,
1: all of the, the the craze at the moment. Yeah. I guess it, in general, there's always been. Um, a different simulators to play where it's your farmer simulator your goat simulator cooking simulator your car mechanic simulator i think there's like a petrol station yeah well, i feel simulator. like i've seen half of those um, is, i've seen this one actually yeah on Twitter you've seen lot, them so. and so power wash simulator it's currently once again on game pass um on both xbox and on pc i'm playing on pc i just wanted a chill game to to hang out with friends or just listen to music you play this i mean that it wasn't uh, you can play it co-op. Yep, it is uh, two or four-player co-op. Um, there is a campaign where you get to um, pretty much. So before I go too far, the base of the game it's just you are you have a pressure washing business, and you start by washing your van, and you learn about it, and you wash the different items. So you have to make sure everything's clean, and then you progress to somebody's backyard, a playground, somebody's dirt bike. Um, you know, you get all these different like somebody's the out- exterior of somebody's house, and doing the full exterior of their house. Um, You get to earn money from doing different jobs. Everything, Every item you clean is a different dollar value. Um, So you get to build up. You get to buy and upgrade your pressure washer. You get to buy extensions and different items for it. You get to buy your soaps, your different um, types of scrubbers and everything. And it is, you know how um, there is, it's very satisfying, at least for me personally, it's very satisfying to see somebody pressure wash somebody, something. Where you go, (laughs) you know, you just, you you watch it like, you watch something that's very, and it has to be like very dirty. It has to be something that's very dirty that goes down into immediately clean. Um, And that is the same kind of weird uh, satisfaction you get from this game. I find it very therapeutic just to sit down and you go, okay, I'm currently working on this. I'm working on, so say for the playground, I'm working on the floor of the playground. And I'm also working on this section. And then you clean off that section and that's extra bright and vibrant. Um, I haven't been able to play this co-op yet, and I I want to. I think it was from friends of mine who have also got Game Pass, so we'll be jumping in together. Um, But it is just something to chill out, chuck music on, chuck a podcast on. You know, Explosion Network makes a couple podcasts. You can chuck on one of ours. And just clean and just hang out and just um, do something that doesn't take the – it doesn't – you know, there's different um, nozzles and stuff. There's there's a lot of depth in – actually quite to it. But it is chill. It is – yeah, you can jump in and jump out, you can save it, you go halfway through a wash and ju- save it and just leave and come back later. Um, no, it's actually really fun. It's not a new game, it's been out for a little while now, but yeah, available on Game I know, think it was game early Pass access, on- and
0: like for a year or so, yes. and now it's only just properly yes. released, so I think that's why.
1: Yes, I believe so too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fairly new on Game Pass itself um so yeah definitely something i would i would say if you fit that's an itch you need to scratch or it's just more of an asr a, a ASMR and kind of yeah chill out game where you play some lo-fi and stuff um but yeah it's absolutely fantastic
0: and then i had the, there was like a lawn mowing simulator thing and i saw um, it's coming to playstation and then five-star games, like PR. Oh, really? Um, just okay. putting that out. And they had run a thing last week where they were literally, they had a stream going 24 hours for five days a week where the stream was just on a pot growing grass. And then randomly Damn. in the stream, they were posting codes for the game and stuff. But that's all it was for a week. It was just a stream of grass growing. <laughs> I was like, watching grass it's pretty good uh, Damn, that's uh, PR, I guess. I know that was funny. Like, appreciate it. Um, and then the last thing before we wrap up, you still on Marvel Snap or you jumped off yet?
1: Uh I've been looking back at it. I've jumped off at the moment. Um I know the new season just started. yeah As of late. Like Daredevil. The, the new Game Pass and the the Daredevil and She Hulk and stuff um, pass just started. I think it's like the street. Yeah. No She Hulk. Yeah. No She Hulk. But yeah, I I did see that. Um I don't know. I think I mean the in a pass where it's like I either got to grind through like I put so many hours into this game already. Um yeah, I maxed out the battle pass last like the last battle pass. I got to level 50. Um feel the grind slightly annoyed me after it because there's still like extra levels of the battle pass. That's it, just no it taches. goes
0: infinitely once you hit the point.
1: It goes infinitely, yeah. but getting the the points for the battle pass is fucking impossible because it's only based on your dailies, which is like twenty five to fifty. No, points you get a small amount after point? every match. Really? Yeah. So I after actually, every match, you, you, yeah. you,
0: you will get a tiny amount. So if you just like smash a bunch of matches. Oh my god,
1: I got all my gold back. That's pog. Yeah, so um, all the gold you spent on. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah, so
0: they Yeah. They, I think I talked about it last week on the solo episode I did, but um the Nexus event, they gave everyone all the gold they spent back on that, and they gave everyone the Jane Foster car for free. Uh,
1: So they were like, Um, our
0: bad, we understand everyone hated the event. Um, Here you go.
1: Yeah. So. So no, um, I'm at an interesting point. Um, It was at a point where I was like in that weird stage between cards. Like what's my collector level? 364. I was at the weird point with it where I was like, I need to be deeper into the second set to improve all of my decks enough to to find progress, like I was just in this weird spot where I wasn't quite fixed to everything. Uh, I was still having fun. I probably will jump back to it. I think I have just been busy this week with and not really had the time to stop and, and play a couple games every day. How about you? Are you still
0: going with it? Oh yeah, I'm fucking. I'm playing every day. I am fucking i am it everyday i do not think I've stopped since it released. So <laughs> like it's just, yeah, uh, no,
1: it was real bad. I think it's just it's just been this week where I've just been chill. I mean, look, it's not um, hard think-
0: though because because of the map. So, like, I would never wanna. So, like, you, you have challenges drop, what, uh, every eight hours, six hours, or whatever it is? I think the max amount of challenges yes. it lets you hold is, like, six so or something. So, it used
1: to be, so when I wake up, there'd be three, mm-hmm. one o'clock in the afternoon it resets, and 8pm at night.
0: Yes, and it's the same for everyone, for the, so you don't have to... Yes, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I've, I just make sure that I at least, I never want to waste challenges, I never want, like, it maxed out at six oh, or whatever. No. and then. no. Like, yeah, You know, there's been some days where I just quickly log on, do a couple, that de- a couple like get two of them out of the way and then go to bed because My I, problem I is, know the two that happen at one
1: a- will just like fit in or whatever. I guess it's a good thing because it's promoting you to use other decks, but sometimes where it was like, you use a bunch of, oh, use this many five cost cards. And I'm like, I don't have five cost cards in what I'm currently running. Fuck. I better use something else just to get this through to the, uh, just to get the challenge. And I think that ended up with me losing games because of it, um, because I wasn't as comfortable with those decks or I wasn't enjoying those decks as much. Um, but overall, I think it's still pretty fucking great. Like I, I loved the cards, um, sets, and the the variety that was in the game already. Like my move deck was really fun as long as I was thinking. I will say sometimes the game sucks if you if the common board type of the day doesn't suit what your play style is Mm. or if you just get there are some games where it just is like nah this all sucks like just every tile sucks and it's just like i may as well just bail right now and it just sometimes just doesn't work out for you i don't know it's a very rng thing um that is i'm just looking now i'm at collection level 653 Fucking hell, (laughs) yeah, I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was ahead the last time I checked in was when you guys were talking about I think two weeks ago now, and I was still ahead of you guys. Um so yeah, I've just dropped off I've dropped off since I did the battle pass. Since finishing the battle pass, I have massively dropped off. Yeah. So new battle pass.
0: I'm only at level 10 on that, but it's got twenty-three days, so Yeah. But I'll finish that. Don't you worry.
1: (laughs) Shit, this battle pass is really not there for very long. It's like twenty. They each like years. a month. That's it. That's insane. They're doing for man. A month. That's fifty dollars a month. They're making bank. Yep.
0: But so i bronze it, again. Gross. If you um, yeah. so you drop thirty ranks when they reset the season. Ugh. You drop thirty. Yeah,
1: yeah I was platinum. Um,
0: I wasn't you, as cool as you. I don't know if this will change when the game's out of beta, but that's I guess what they're doing now. But like, so I told Ash, because Ash hadn't brought the season pass and it was like the last day and was recording plat and he was at level like 50 something, like maybe 51 or 52. Yeah. And I was you like, buy it, just buy it now because like the amount of gold, so if, if you get to level 50, the amount of gold that you get out of it is more than $15 worth. So if you, if you do max it, you, are, you $15 is yes. not wasted. However,
1: if you pay $15 width- and you only get to like level 20... Not worth it. Yes. 100%. It's only worth it. I make. do wish it would be really cool. And I know some games do this and maybe this is just, you know, how the game wants to make its money. And that's fair enough. If I could use the gold to pay for the battle passes. Yeah. If I could use, and then just keep wrote, like just keep wrapping around on the battle pass price. Yeah. And just keep doing that. Um, instead of, you know, it's what? 750 gold for some of these card variants. Yeah. Well, there's,
0: there's a lot. I think, I don't know when they're planning, and I looked over those to see if they've ever said, but I couldn't find anything of, like, if they have an idea of when this game will, like, fully release. Like, because it's not even out yeah. in America in beta yet. Like, that's the, like, the, like, it's still a very small crowd. I mean, technically, you can just use a VPN if you live in America and, like, VPN to yes. Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, wherever the fuck it's out. I can't remember. But, um, like, yeah, it's still in beta, and I'm sure a lot will change by the time they, they fully release it. But, um, Yeah. Just made sure to get my Marvel Snap talking because I fucking brought it up every week since release. So, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Arcade couch don't forget to go check out the two reviews mentioned in a top episode check out explosionnetwork.com every day of your life nonetheless yeah let us know your thoughts on anything we've discussed this week you can do that by tweeting at us or talking to us on discord explosionnetwork.com explosion network.com slash twitter takes you to our twitters explosion network.com slash discord takes you to our discord don't forget to head on over twitch.tv slash explosion network where you can follow the streams because I'm I, don't know, I feel like I'm. I've, I've been, I feel like I can officially say like I'm regularly streaming. I've been like keeping a semi-regular. Yeah. I'd say on it's at um, least once a week. I, I'd say it's at uh, least once, once a week is sort of. I've been hitting that for the le- last couple months. So, uh, yeah. Follow, subscribe over on Twitch, of course. Um, I'm. Sh- it's not all Pokemon cards. <laughs> I do the buy Pokemon cards probably every like every now and then, but uh, I play a little bit of everything. So, um, if you like, the episode of the photos worth a dollar. Head on over to exposenow.com/support we can support us there and until next week same time same catch have a great week everyone